0: I think the reason that privacy is so important is because when you look at monetary vehicles in the world, if all of the activity is able to be linked to a person, then a lot of times people with power, governments particularly, are able to penalize particular kinds of transactions. And sometimes that power is used for good, but sometimes that power is just used to gain more power. And as we move towards a more global society, a more digital society, I think it's important that users have a way that if they need to, they can use monetary system without a different entity saying they're not allowed.
1: Welcome back to The Breakdown's Free Ideas Festival, a 4th of July exploration of ideas with the potential to shape the future of the economy.
0: This episode is sponsored by Bitstamp and Crypto.com. The Breakdown is produced and distributed by Coindesk.
1: And now, here's your host, NLW. Welcome back to The Breakdown. It is Friday, July 3rd, and this is the Free Ideas Festival. Earlier this week, I was joined by Dan Held for a discussion of how Bitcoin's decentralized marketing department is an essential force for its success. Today, we're looking at another aspect of the decentralized Bitcoin ecosystem, developers. Hong Fang is the CEO of OKCoin. Recently, OKCoin teamed up with BitMEX to provide a $150,000 grant to Bitcoin Core developer Amiti Utowar. In this conversation, I'm joined by Amiti and Hong to discuss one, what Amiti is working on and what she believes are the most important projects for Bitcoin Core devs, two, why companies in the crypto space like exchanges have both an obligation and an interest in direct support for Core devs, and three, What we can do to incentivize more developer contributions to Bitcoin. Given how much we are all relying on this particular group of builders, this is an incredibly important conversation. And three, what we can do to incentivize more developer contributions to Bitcoin. Given how much we are all relying on this group of builders, this is an incredibly important conversation. All right. Welcome back to The Breakdown. I'm so excited today for this conversation about how to bring more developers and developer energy into Bitcoin and how companies can best support the Bitcoin ecosystem. Um, I have two great guests. And maybe guys, before we dive in, could I have each of you just introduce yourself briefly?
0: Yeah. Hi, my name is Amiti and I work on Bitcoin Core full-time. I started contributing to Bitcoin in January of 2019, and um, that was nights and weekends until I got accepted into the Chaincode residency program, where I got the privilege of spending all summer uh, focused on Bitcoin and um, interacting, exposed to a lot of different experts and other people who are really interested in Bitcoin. So after that, I I was working at Zappo, where I got to continue my work. And recently, I've been transitioning to a co-sponsorship with OKCoin okay and BitMEX. So basically, I really like Bitcoin.
1: <laughs> awesome. I love it.
0: Hi, this is Hong. I'm
2: um, very excited to be here as well. Uh, I'm currently CEO of uh Uh, OKCoin, which is a global crypto exchange with being around for seven years. Um, We've had a very global experience uh, working with uh, our team to provide a crypto on-ramp and off-ramp on the fiat side uh, to people in different countries. Um, Before that, uh, I've spent a decade on Wall Street um, uh, with Goldman and other organizations, mostly focused on uh, investment um, later, spending a couple of years in growth investment, looking at uh, tech companies who are uh, working for the future. And as part of that experience, I invested uh, in OKCoin uh, back in end of 16, early 17. Um, I really like the idea of uh, Bitcoin because I feel like that's the future of our uh, of our society. You know, uh, starting from a trustless monetary policy to a trustless. Uh, financial system, um, ultimately to a trustless society. I think that's a very exciting uh, promise of future. Um, And that's ultimately, um, you know, what pushed me to uh, investing in OKCoin and ultimately joining it on the operational side.
1: Awesome. Yeah, no. There's there's no better uh, affirmation of uh, of an investment that you make than being actually so interested in it that you have to dive in full time, right? I, I think that's a, a a credit to both your interest in the space and to OKCoin okay for uh, for for being a platform for you to build on. Thank you. So, uh, I I want to start maybe with um, Amiti. Maybe you can share uh, a little bit about what you've been working on within the context of Bitcoin Core, and I guess maybe actually. For people who don't know what it means to be a Bitcoin core developer, can you explain what that actually looks like? Like, how do you work? How do you decide what to work on? How do you communicate with other developers? I think, you know, I don't want to take it for granted that this is a very new way of working in some ways for people who are used to a traditional kind of company model.
0: Yeah, definitely. And happy to dive in. There's so much that I've learned and so much kind of nuance to how the system comes together to work that uh, I don't think I can tease apart all of it, but maybe I can give some highlights.
2: Sure.
1: Yeah.
0: So Bitcoin Core is the reference implementation of the Bitcoin protocol. What that means is the protocol specifies how the softwares, these nodes, um, interact with, with each other and identify what valid transactions and blocks are but there are other parts that um, are the choice of the implementation. So Bitcoin Core is the predominant implementation that we see on the network, but there are some alternatives or you can run something that's compatible. Um, Bitcoin Core is a project just up on GitHub. If you go to github.com slash Bitcoin slash Bitcoin, you can just see it. And it's an open source implementation that has... Um, many different contributors, I think approximately 700 people who have ever contributed a change. And there's a process that we go through for offering and accepting changes and incorporating them into the main client that's released approximately every six months. Um, And that process involves making pull requests, which is offering a code set that changes the code, reviewing pull requests, which is reviewing other people's proposed changes in depth to make sure that they're robust, they move the code forward, et cetera. And we have maintainers who look at the community consensus and make the decision of if that change is ready to be accepted. Um, So fundamentally, that's the core of the process. Uh, There's a lot of other components, like um, how are issues handled or how do you find work? And the answer there is some combination of um, there's logging and tagging and inputting it into the what we call issues on GitHub and some component of looking around in the code, getting familiar, uh, talking to people who are familiar with the code base and identifying a direction that makes sense. Um, yeah. So those are some highlights to start. Do you have any further questions I can dive into?
1: No. That that's a. I think that's a great uh, kind of TLDR on how uh, changes get made. So now I guess I, I would love to hear more about what is kind of what's your scope of interest. You know, I'm sure that you're obviously a, a thinking about a, a huge number of different issues. But what are the specific issues that you're most passionate about or, or really hoping to work on over the next year?
0: Yeah. The layer that has really kind of totally drawn me in and compels me and I love thinking about is the peer-to-peer layer. Um, So this has everything to do with how nodes send each other messages. How do you make sure that you're connected to um, enough peers, but not so many that your bandwidth or other limited resources are being constrained? Um, How do you Process the messages that are sent from peers that might be malicious or, um, or just make mistakes and come to understand those messages and draw a picture of what is going on. What is the latest block at the tip of the chain? Um, what are valid transactions, et cetera? So the peer-to-peer layer is really a very exciting, fun area, and it's super nuanced and very complex. And that's what I've been focused on, trying to wrap my head around, fully understand, uh, improve along the way. And um, like I've been working on a project around rebroadcast, which is a project to improve um, privacy around when you're creating a transaction. And recently I'm um, working on a project of improving the ability to have automatic tests for different kinds of connections. So uh, different components in the peer-to-peer realm.
1: Amazing. Um, I'm going to come back to the the question of of privacy and m- maybe use that as a jumping off point for asking you what you think are are some of the important issues to tackle for for Bitcoin from a development perspective. But Hong, maybe let's shift over to you for just a minute. I, I'd love to hear how you at you guys at OKCoin okay decided uh, that it was important to support a Bitcoin core dev and and perhaps also how you came to work with uh, BitMEX on this grant specifically.
2: Sure, happy to um, talk more about that. Um, we, um, when we think about our business and our mission, we always believe that it's important to uh, contribute to the ecosystem. Um, it's to for us supporting Bitcoin developers um, in the way that we are is not really altruism, right? Because we are a major player in the crypto ecosystem, and Bitcoin is the majority of the capital uh, market cap uh, for crypto um, and as a exchange who is trying to really build a platform to give people free access to that Bitcoin we philosophically believe that Bitcoin is valuable um, it's a, a very much aligned uh, with our mission it's actually North Star of our mission um, and in order to make sure that Bitcoin ultimately will grow into that vision that we uh, believe in, We think that it's really important uh, to invest in the fundamentals. Um, With my investment background, I really believe in investing in fundamentals. If we only look at what's going on in the trading market, there are a lot of noises going on. But ultimately, uh, what really matters is what, you know, the whatever uh, the project is working, people are working on can really bring uh, what kind of value they can bring to the society. Um, So that's really kind of the fundamental reason why we decided to support um, uh, Bitcoin Core developer in the shape of independent uh, developer grant, because we think it's important um, to help our ecosystem uh, continue to grow in that technology layer, although it's probably not as visible uh, as, you know, uh, the price fluctuation of various coins are uh, to the uh mass population it's uh, super critical to to both our own business as well as the overall uh ecosystem um and when it comes to how we ended up uh working with bidmax on uh, this particular grant it's actually interesting because we didn't design it that way uh we were just in the course of uh Um, going through our pipeline and talking to various developers and and figuring out who we want to support next. We've been supporting Fabian, who is a German um, Bitcoin developer, uh, we've been supporting uh, BTC Pay, which is an independent uh, uh, project focused on lightning and uh, promoting utility uh, of Bitcoin uh, payment. And we were kind of looking through uh, other uh, potential uh, grant recipients. And we decided internally that Amiti is the right next step for us because of her passion for what she's working on and uh, and her vision in, in in Bitcoin versus what we believe in. And then Amiti is actually the person who brought us together. She told us that BitMEX is also looking at sponsoring her, and we really like the idea of uh, partnering with BitMEX because um, um, we believe that you know the the Bitcoin uh, development itself is very decentralized. Um, we like the the future of crypto because we feel ultimately it is a you know a P two P kind of network where people work together uh, without no with no single point of failure, and and we believe that from a funding perspective, um, you know there there are different ways of funding uh, developers in in Bitcoin and in other areas, but you know one a, a major advantage of um, of uh, supporting the developers in a decentralized way is we want to emphasize the collaboration point instead of the competition point, right? Um, We want to make sure that uh, when we kind of participate in this uh, efforts, either standalone or with Bitmax or any other organization, it sends out a signal that, hey, this is an important initiative. Um, It's a, you know, it's a, it's an effort that uh, all the developers are using their own, Um, time, either full-time or part-time working on it with their passion. And uh, it's important for different organizations to participate in whatever they they want, they deem appropriate and partner and support it uh, in whatever way they see appropriate. I think only with that type of collaboration um, and uh, decentralized fashion and also providing different optionalities to developers in the world in, in this space, um, um, can we get a more sustainable uh, path forward um, for the, uh, both the developer community as well as for our ecosystem going forward.
1: Bitstamp is the original global cryptocurrency exchange. Since 2011, Bitstamp has been the preferred exchange for serious traders and investors, trusted by over 4 million customers, including top financial institutions. Bitstamp is built on professional-grade trading technology, Their platform is powered by a NASDAQ matching engine, and their APIs are recognized as the best in the industry. Download the Bitstamp app from the App Store or Google Play, or visit bitstamp.net slash pro to learn more and start trading today. That's bitstamp.net slash pro. What's going on, guys? I'm excited to share that one of this month's breakdown sponsors is Crypto.com. Crypto.com offers one of the most cost-efficient ways to purchase crypto out there I really like this. The notion, uh, a couple things. First, the idea that this isn't altruism; it's something that makes sense and is uh, kind of values aligned and also uh, business aligned in, in the context of the particular shape of this e- ecosystem and industry. Um, and I also do. I think that the the choice to collaborate is valuable because it does reinforce this idea of. Uh, of kind of the independence right it's hard to uh it's hard as any individual who's receiving a grant, even if it comes with no strings attached to really feel like it has no strings attached and distributing or kind of decentralizing where the sources of that that uh that capital comes from i mean and this is not just the case in you know this specific instance anytime you have someone who has uh more more, a wider variety of, of, uh, of kind of revenue sources or income sources or whatever you want to call it, right? Whether it's a publisher or a developer or a company, there's a more ability to actually do what they see fit without kind of pressure. Um, so I think that that's really cool the way that you guys have designed this. Um, Amiti, I want to maybe talk about sort of the specifics of what you're hoping to work on. I mean, you've mentioned it before, but maybe let's talk a little bit more about, uh, about this sort of privacy project specifically. Um, I'd love to get your sense of what the state of privacy or the privacy discussion around Bitcoin is and what you think the opportunity uh, in the context of this specific project you're working on might be.
0: Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Um, So I think privacy really needs to be broken down at the different layers. Because if you're trying to use Bitcoin today to make a private transaction, it's totally possible but it's not going to be by default. It's not going to be the easiest way that you use Bitcoin. Um, You can have a lot of obfuscation techniques by, you know, creating your transaction offline and then um, like somehow manually or um, off chain kind of sending it to a different node in order for that node to be the one broadcasting it and, um, Using coin joins and being very careful about coin selection um, when you're trying to create a transaction and, and just kind of going through a lot of hoops. It's possible today. Um, the future that I would like to work towards and that I think would be important for the like the values of Bitcoin that I see are really important um, involves privacy being more of a default. Um, And because, you know, privacy loves company. And so if it's on by default, people shouldn't have to have that mental overhead of always trying to opt in or um, seeking it out for specific transactions. And I think that there is a lot of improvement to do on many layers. So on the protocol, mainly what privacy comes down to is matching up ephemeral Bitcoin transactions with um, the source Wallet that's broadcasting the transaction. So basically, if I can, as a spy, identify, hey, that node over there was the first one to broadcast this transaction, then it's a heuristic that indicates to me that is a high likelihood that it was the one managing the wallet. And then I can link its IP address with those Bitcoin addresses and create a long lasting sense of identity with transactions that are supposed to be ephemeral. But that is insufficient, even if we solve that. And there are improvements, which is one of which is what I'm working on. Um, even if we solve that, though, that's not enough. Because if um, if people are, you know, uh, do going through KYC and um, purchasing Bitcoin and that's their entire flow, like, I, I, I think that's totally reasonable and um, acceptable. But I think that in the world, hopefully. We start seeing more transactions happening in Bitcoin where I could pay rent or buy food in Bitcoin. Um, and then that wouldn't just be like I, I KYC to enter an exchange. I got my Bitcoin um, at an address associated. And then, and then anything, um, my next hop is very apparent. Um, so, but that's in user behavior. And those are, those are kind of different ways that we adopt um, how we use Bitcoin. So I think that, um, I think the reason that privacy is so important is because when you look at monetary vehicles in the world, it if all of the activity is able to be linked to a, a person, then a lot of times people with power, governments particularly, are able to penalize particular kinds of transactions. And sometimes that power is used for good, but sometimes that power is just Used to gain more power. And as we move towards a more global society, a more digital society, I think it's important that users have a way that if they need to, they can use a monetary system uh, without a different entity saying they're not allowed.
1: Yeah, I I couldn't agree more with some of these concerns, and I think that they get even more acute in a world where so much of the conversation right now is shifting to central bank digital currencies and whether you're going to see a digital yuan or a digital dollar, and there's huge um, sort of privacy and surveillance implications around that. So you know I, I think that this this set of work and this set of questions are really really important to be working on. Um, I want to maybe follow up though with with a slightly different question and something that I know uh, you've thought a little bit about. Is what do you think are different ways to incentivize more developers and, and just more talent in general to enter this Bitcoin space?
0: Sure. Um, I don't have any great answers, but it is something that I think about. And, you know, I feel so grateful that I get to spend every day in and out working on Bitcoin um, and have to be sponsored, be supported. Um, this is such a privilege. And I hope that over time we see more people, um, both developers as well as people who have other skills to offer, um, finding a way to have a sustainable focused, um, source of income and project that they're working on. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's very exciting. I feel so thankful for BitMEX and OKCoin okay co-sponsoring me. And I think that it's exciting to see the momentum that seems to be picking up with uh, funding Bitcoin Core devs. So areas that I think we could improve is partially happening. Um, partially, I think there's a big psychological pull when you see examples of other people who are able to make it happen. Um, And that was demonstrated for me of other people working on Bitcoin full time that made it um, conceivable that I also could. Uh, And then I want to see that grow. So something I find very interesting is Square Crypto and what they're doing with designers, because I've gotten a lot of questions about how can designers contribute Um, And so creating more of a roadmap for usable software seems promising because um, I think having effective UI is so crucial to having software that people actually use. Uh, So I'm excited over time because we need software engineers. We need investors. uh, Those are mostly who are able to actively participate right now. And I think we need a lot more. We need Designers, we need marketers, we need social media managers, um, and everything in between because Bitcoin is a huge project. It's a new monetary system, it's a social movement, Um, it's kind of like a religion (laughs) right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's so many different things to so many different people. And the version of Bitcoin that I want is um, prioritizes all of the places in the world. And I think it's really important that we start seeing more involvement from different uh, population groups because everyone's going to have a unique perspective of how it works in the society they live in.
1: I, I couldn't agree more. And I actually really think that that notion that was sort of implicit in a lot of what you're just saying, that it's important to have people who see Bitcoin through the lens that they experience. And that's both, the there's a couple different contexts for that. One, it's from a professional standpoint, right? Designers who are identifying UI and UX problems and thinking about that specifically. But it's also a use case issue. And I, I think that this is particularly relevant in a world where a lot of the players places that uh, Bitcoin could be the most impactful, right? Places where you are seeing already currency devaluation and debasement and issues like that. Having people who are involved intimately, not just sort of from a, you know, I I bought some of this and I can use it as a store of value perspective, but who actually have a stake in and who are trying to work to create and, and make sure it works for them, I think is really, really important.
0: Yeah, I very much agree. And this is all at different levels. Like, I don't think the protocol is done. Um, and I do think we need to continue to work on it. But I think um, uh, country by country or like um, different options for applications will become much more important uh, for these different like places in the world where we see uh, different currencies have policies that make us wonder if bitcoin would be a lot better.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Hong, maybe by way of wrapping up, um do you have any any last thoughts on either the the responsibility or the opportunity of companies in this crypto ecosystem to support uh and, and or to better support bitcoin to better support the development of bitcoin?
2: Uh yeah, um I think there are actually a couple of different layers um um, one way of, is to provide uh, funding uh, as we have discussed in different fashion to support the developers who feel passionate about about what they're doing either in terms of uh, independent grant to individual developers or in terms of supporting projects on not on the protocol level but on probably the application level to promote adoption. Um, I think the second layer is that the educational pieces, right? Um, uh, when it comes to, you know, promoting promoting Bitcoin uh, and pushing for mass adoption, uh, one side of it is really to kind of, obviously, there need to be a use case for that. And obviously, in, in a lot of countries, there are use cases for that. Um, but on the other hand, it's really the the awareness, um, the literacy, people how people understand their own situation and how people see Bitcoin, uh, you know, as uh, something that is good, uh, that is giving them choice, giving them independence, versus something that is just used for Silk Road. Um, so I think that piece is also important. And as Amiti said, I think that's also a very social aspect of the Bitcoin, and it's not something that any individual group, individual developer, or individual organization can do. It's really industry-wide efforts that that has to be uh, pursued. Um, And then the third piece is obviously laying on top of it is what we really feel passionate about as well is to provide that access to people. um, If they want to buy Bitcoin, if they want to sell Bitcoin, if they want to um, trade, um, and they can do that freely, I think that's also what we feel passionate about. You know, in, in our society... I think um, uh, the the fundamental layer is obviously the monetary policy, and on the top of it is that the the, um, the optionality to freely trade in and out of something, uh, be it Bitcoin or any other assets people have. And I think um, one of our mission is really to build that platform for people um, so that uh, more and more people can have access to it, and and when you have more people. Uh, kind of believing it and coming in and out of it there's also a very natural price discovery process for it um so i think that's another way to to support uh, the bitcoin developer there are also other ways that we are seeing um you know people in uh like uh, crypto uh, square crypto encouraging encouraging uh designers to come in and help i think that's also a very creative and and much needed way um for us to you know uh continue to 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 promote uh, the development of Bitcoin. So um, we are in very early stage, as Amiti said. I think um, it's a it's a very uh, um, fundamentally different thing from what we have seen before. Um, but but it's also an experiment. A lot of efforts have to go into it, and we have to you know try and err um, um, to some extent. But but I think as long as we hold true to what we really believe in and and try to kind of come up with a new ways to push for uh, its adoption and its growth, I think ultimately we should be able to get there. Um, so,
1: Well, Amiti, I'm so glad that you have this opportunity to spend all of your energy and passion on Bitcoin. And Hong, I'm so glad that you're thinking in this way about how to better support that. So thank you guys so much for hanging out today. And uh, I- I'll-, I'll leave you here to get back to the important work of making this ecosystem great for everyone.
2: Thank you. I was so
1: glad for a chance to have both Hong and Amiti on this show because I think that this type of voluntary collaboration between the companies who are building on top of the Bitcoin protocol and the people who are underneath maintaining that protocol are so important. This is a voluntary network, a voluntary association that makes this total experiment in non-state, non-sovereign, non-debasable money work and Unless we have companies that have resources that have built successful businesses on top of Bitcoin actually financially support the maintenance of Bitcoin, and more importantly, do so in a way that is about what is best for the protocol, not what is best for their bottom line, we aren't going to have the sort of robustness we need. So it's really great to see when companies are stepping up to do exactly that and to really make a difference in how this thing evolves. So kudos to these guys for collaborating, kudos to BitMEX for being a part of it, and I hope to see more of this type of action going forward. That's it for me today, guys. Until tomorrow, be safe and take care of each other. Peace. I'm Galen Moore, Senior Research Analyst at Coindesk. On July 7, I'll be with Lucas Nutzi from CoinMetrics, hosting a live webinar on everything you need to know about a fundamental that's critical for understanding digital assets, Bitcoin Days Destroyed. Join us by signing up at coindesk.com slash sign up.